When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 348, the box office report for the week ending January 21st, 2018. For the people who live in St. Louis, moisture has returned to the air. That's yeah. nice. It's foggy. Looks like a horror movie out there. I don't, I'm just glad that there's any sort of... There's been no moisture. Yeah. My eyelids are chapped. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's awful. So yeah. It's been dry. It's been very, very dry. And you have a humidifier in your house. I do now. Unlike <laughs> some of us, myself. I'm kind of a baller. Yeah. You know, like you, that's how you know you're old when you're like excited about, oh, they're installing my humidifier <laughs> tomorrow. But, you know, having a... Depending on the outside humidity, yeah, it's like when there's no humidity, right. or like apparently we have negative humidity. Yeah, um, it sure seems it. Yeah, yeah. we have dehumidity outside. <laughs> you you can only get so much. You can only manufacture so much, right? Unless you live in like a greenhouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You I've know. turned my house into a rainforest. Yes, <laughs> I. So they told us. We're just going to set the humidity on 35%. That's what we recommend. So I'm like, okay. So I have like a fancy digital thermometer, mm-hmm. like a like a touch screen, you know, not wow. a Nest. Don't buy a Nest. Those things are awful. Like that's that was a scam. Don't do it. What they what the here's I'll tell you about the Nest. This is suddenly turned into like <laughs> Bob Velas. <laughs> yeah. So it's got a battery inside of it, but they don't tell you it's got a battery inside of it. Right. And unless your house has a special wire that recharges that battery your nest will last for about nine months and then it will and then it will start to die and your furnace will start to short cycle and you won't know what's going on and then they'll be and then they'll come out and say oh well for that two hundred dollar nest you bought you need we need to run another wire from the furnace up to here and that's going to be like another like another three hundred dollars so so don't buy a nest is what unless you have a super new house that already ran that wire for you mm-hmm. and and you probably don't I'm not judging you listener 
hypothetical <laughs> listener. But this house is like 15 years old, so this isn't like a super well, old I, house. I have a nest, and now I'm wondering how long have you had it? Oh, about three or or four years. You must have had the wire, then it would be dead by now. I have a nest too. I've had it, it probably two and a half it, years. Would it die, or would my furnace die? It like the, our furnace started short cycling. Like it mm-hmm. couldn't like stay on. Like oh. it wasn't oh, it wasn't okay. reading itself. So you guys must have had the wire. I have the wire because we didn't have the wire. So. I sprung extra for the wire in my house. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. want to brag, yeah. but I, I said, but "Hey, like, I'll buy the house, but you put that wire." in. But they don't. Yeah. They didn't tell you right. that when yeah. you buy it. And then so like, and the when we called our furnace company, they were like, "Oh, this happens all." They were when we told them what it was doing. They the first exactly. the yeah. first huh. was out of their mouth. I was like, "Do you have a nest?" Like, yeah. And they're like, "Have you had it about nine months?" And they're like, "Yeah." Huh. No. So that sucks. Happy to have the wire. Yeah. Yeah. Because I liked I liked the nest mm-hmm. until that. And I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not spending three hundred dollars so I can use my like that's that would kind of sour your experience. I yeah. Would say. So, but well, OK, so what is your humidity now? Oh, so oh. when it was super cold, the humidity, which was set on thirty five percent, was it like 17 percent? Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. It's it's like that's about as good as you're gonna get. Yeah, I had the same conversation with my wife. She's like, I thought we had a humidifier. I go, we do. And if we didn't, it this be, would just it be, be a barren negative seventeen yeah. <laughs> like percent. We would just be dry. Yeah. We, we would just be husks. Every every time we <laughs> every time we kissed, it would be like we're getting tased. <laughs> oh my gosh! I will tell you what though. Seriously though, so I do not have a humidifier. I have a nest. I have the wire. No humidifier. So we're all kind of you know two, two <laughs> out of three. But uh, so in bed, like if I touch the covers and I run my finger along it mm-hmm. in the dark, I can see a trail of electricity. Yeah. Like yeah. I can draw. Like I could write my name in the static in the electricity. Snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well that too. But because it is cold, you know, there was snow until yeah. it just melted. But it's like laser rock at the planetarium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought it was bizarre. I go, wait a minute, because I touched it and it sparked. I'm like, wait a minute, and I'm like, I'm used to okay, you get one shock, fine. But I'm right. like, it kept doing it. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I ran my finger and I could start making designs in the sheets. Yeah. I'm like, this is bizarre. <laughs> Kevin sleeps in yeah. tin foil. <laughs> yeah. It's Tonight just, he's gonna light a fart on fire. Yeah. <laughs> To stop the man from reading his brain waves. That's right, the man. <laughs> so we should probably go around the table and introduce ourselves. Uh, this is Dan. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Joe is will be late, maybe. Yeah. If he's here Taking at all. care of business. Yes, he has a work issue. I think this is karma. Who's the guest now? One episode after giving that snide remark last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, yeah. It's uh, the, Interesting. The, the chickens are huh. coming home to roost. <laughs> Take that, yeah. chickens. Well, yeah, and that's uh, pretty interesting since he was all dicey nice yesterday when I bumped into him <laughs> at the theater too. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So maybe I'll start just blurting out, you know, curse words and and swears. Or... <laughs> Wait a minute, that doesn't affect Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I just <laughs> and then he can shake the maracas. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'll just do a I little. Like Chris Pickle. Should, should I really? Do you think I should swear? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, while you're there, wait, no. On iTunes? You can't do anything on iTunes. While you're there, download. Review. While uh, you're there, subscribe again. Uh, download also, Candy Crush Saga too. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, also, while you're on the internet, you can uh, go to Facebook and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash real spoilers. Join the League of Show Sharers, people who were kind enough to share the show this week. Uh, Brad Hyen, who uh, spent some of his <laughs> hard earned spent some of his hard earned cash. Yes, very. I'm nice. applauding that, yeah. but yeah, we don't have enough people to You're, make it sound like 
Kevin will drop yeah, an effects Far later. too generous. Yeah. Yeah, it was super nice when, when yeah. he told me about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't do that. And he just, he, uh, so uh, Dan, the artist of this piece, he commissioned uh, ar- original artwork of all of us at the podcast table, and we all have something specific to our right. character, something that we're known for or whatnot. And uh, it's really great. And Dan, the artist who Brad had met, I believe it, uh, C2E2, maybe one of the Wizard Worlds, he goes to those. He's a great artist, and he does something called Beardo Comics. And they're these really great style. It reminds me kind of Calvin of Hobbes, like, you know, yeah. it's really great animation, really great artwork. But uh, he does this Beardo style. And so Brad was originally going to just get that. It's a more simple design. It's not as intricate as what we got. Right. And Dan said it didn't translate. So instead of just because you know, of my lack of hair. Is that <laughs> yeah. that's you know not on the record, but we're but I think we yeah. know it's my lack of hair. And so Dan said, Well, you know, I d- he just went ahead and did it and is like super detailed, like four it, separate caricatures. And it looks like I think it looks like almost like old school Mad Magazine style yeah. stuff. Yeah. It yeah, looks really definitely. cool. Like the the realistic design that they mm-hmm. would do on stuff. And it's uh I'm smiling. So far too kind. <laughs> yeah. Far too kind. <laughs> well, he's not here in the studio. He just got a picture yeah. of you, so apparently the assumption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he seems friendly. <laughs> so well, nice. he really nailed nice. my uh my chins. <laughs> he got all of them. And and your and your um what do you want to call it? Your appetizer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm eating something <laughs> or about to. Yeah. It's. It's so great. It's really great. So yeah. Dan Doherty is the. Uh, he's the artist. And again, check out his work. The Beardo comics are great. But since it didn't translate right, instead of just taking Brad's money and saying, "Here's some guys that kind of look like what you wanted," like he went ahead and he did the full caricature. Like spent way more time on it than he usually would. So uh, very nice of him. And and thank you, Brad. That Absolutely. was Absolutely. And if you want to see it, if you haven't already seen it, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash real spoilers and it, we have pictures of us there from over the years but this probably gives you a better idea of what we look like because it captures our character our essence our essence <laughs> our soul nope yeah i don't have one either <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> i'm dead if on, we if we had if we had souls if we weren't dead on the inside look at that yes imagine so uh so thank you very much Brad and then everyone else the other show just the regular show sharers that didn't you know <laughs> do something fabulous for us this week I'll go ahead and read their names So that so so you had our <laughs> platinum show right. sharers and yeah. now this is the league of show sharers These are just like copper level Okay Yeah yeah, yeah well <laughs> yeah, you have to yeah you These have to go through level <laughs> platinum premier premier plus silver you sat through a timeshare presentation. Yeah. No, I sat, <laughs> I'm at the airport. Oh, uh, gotcha. Fairly often. And, well, do you, and, and they'll, they'll give you the, yeah. like, you know, they don't say first class. They'll say, you know, whatever. Yeah. Platinum status. And then they, they're, then they'll say, like, group A. And then they'll, like, fire off, you know, all these other random colors and, and patterns. And, you yeah. know, there's <laughs> ma- magenta. And, and, damn it. Magenta from Blue's Clues? <laughs> no, I was thinking for Rocky Horror, but okay. oh, okay, <laughs> touche. So uh, the other people who were kind enough to share the show this week: uh, Brent Smith, Jason Weesey, Dustin at Nerds and Night Gaming, Chris Sanders, Travis T. Witt, Librarian Cynthia, Griffin Fox Smith, Tammy Sherman Powers, Timmy Tuzuns, Richard Lawson, Chris Magic Man, Tom Kamiski, Linnea Thunsell, Lane Levanway, Jason Herndon, Ralph Tribble, who I'm sure got lots of Star Trek jokes when he was a child, yeah, and Chris Tribble. Yes. Heard he's trouble. Yes. And Chris James. So thank you very much. Oh, guys. no, I meant Chris James. Oh. oh, was there something about the other guy, too? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so thank you very much, guys and, and uh, gals. For, I was using uh, gender neutral guys for sharing the show. 
So there we go. We've knocked all that out. And uh, I guess would you rather be dames? I mean, come on, <laughs> guys is pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin, I do, Tom. And uh, looks like uh, in a surprising turn of events, the movie of the week is not number one. It is Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. For I think it's fourth or fifth week in a row, yeah. this movie is on a mad tear. Twenty point five million dollars is a twenty seven percent drop in week five, bringing it to three hundred and seventeen million dollars domestic and another almost four hundred overseas. So we're talking over seven hundred million dollars on a ninety million. I mean, that is would you guys have imagined seven hundred million on a Jumanji sequel? No, I no, thought this was, it honestly sounded like a bad idea. <laughs> I thought this would have been for them like a solid ground rule double. Yeah, you know, like oh, it's Christmas time. What can we take the kids to? Oh, and maybe sure. it would eke out a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like when we talk about this success, it's not like yeah, we thought it could do two or three, but you know, seven's extraordinary. It's like go back in time a year and look at the comments, and everyone no. is hating it. Right? Bad idea. This is awful. Why are they doing that? Five weeks, seven hundred million. Like that is just crazy. make the monkeys look better. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess there is not a thing wrong with the monkeys and the. Uh, Sorry, he didn't say the monkeys. Oh, he said the monkeys. Oh, EYS. Okay, that's the worst part of the original movie. I was just like, man, those monkeys look terrible. You know, I've <laughs> never actually seen the original Jumanji. If, if you watch it now, you'll be like, ooh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's it definitely lives high on nostalgia. I mean, if you went back and watched it now, I don't think you'd be like, like oh, the, what a delight. Like yeah. the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I you know I didn't grow Let's up watching it. I will, so. say, I will say that Goonies actually does it has a, it has amazing production value. Yeah, it does look incredible, but it is one of those ones where I'm, I don't know. I don't talk about it a lot at home because it, my wife has a, a very strong fondness for it. So it's just, <laughs> I just don't talk about yeah. it. Yeah, Katie's the same way. And see, I didn't watch it growing up. It's, so it's it's rough to be in a mixed marriage. <sighs> yeah, it is. Somebody it's, loving the Goonies. Somebody not loving the Goonies. That's just, it's. Yeah, you, they don't think to ask have, that mar- marital counseling. We have certain <laughs> things that we just just don't talk about. Just. Now, to be fair, it's not as bad as living in a half monster squad home. That has to be the. Ooh. Well, I I I think if you love the monster squad, it's pretty hard to lit to not live in a half monster squad home. <laughs> <laughs> what was going to say? Predominantly not monster squad world. Yeah, like, right. You're yeah. actually living in a, like a very small minority world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yes. that's to go without saying. I just it'd be tough. Yeah. Poor Leanne. I just have to say. Yeah, she's uh, on for a the lot, Monster Squad on thing. a lot of levels. <laughs> on a lot of levels. This is what happens when you don't show up to the yes. episode. Yeah. See, it all becomes that. <laughs> so I've been thinking about Jumanji two, or I guess three. Okay. Uh, so back to the jungle, right? I mean, so, what, <laughs> so the 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 premise of the movie is they get sucked into a video game now, right? Mm-hmm. And they they're essences inhabit these video game characters sure. and so you have like the nerdy guy that's inside of the rock and and then you had jack black who's who's really who's being inhabited by like a teenage girl and uh and i was thinking when they do the sequel the inevitable sequel right you know what i think could be clever and if they want to pay me for this i'll i'll take their money they should get them all sucked into the game but this time Put them in different characters. Like put put oh, mix them, mix them up. Yeah. Like don't have the teenage girl be yeah. Jack Black oh. anymore, and like like and don't have them all inhabit the same characters yeah. again. Like make all those actors mm-hmm. play other kids, like other fun. kids within that 
that yeah. circle of kids. I like it. I like it. And that's and that's a video game. Yeah. I mean, when you play a video game, you don't always play the same character. Right. You choose different ones. <laughs> Think of ones like Street Fighter with fifty characters on the screen. Like people are always choosing new ones. Right. right. That'd Except be perfect. Some people are always want to be Blanca. Well, there you go. Like oh, again, yeah. <laughs> Zangief. I just thought that would be a good way to kind of keep it fresh. Yeah. To where now the nerdy guy is Jack Black and the teenage girl is The Rock. Yeah. I got yeah, you. I, I like, like what it. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought. Well, Jake Kasdan, I mean, we know you listen, so if you'd like to take us on board for a, a screenwriting credit. Absolutely. You know, the only the only flaw in that is I don't think Kevin Hart is capable of playing something other than <laughs> Kevin not, Hart. Huh. And I no, I mean I mean and no, I like I, I like Kevin Hart. What he Hart. does is great. Yeah. yeah, but I just I don't think he's got his thing. Yeah. And I yeah, I also think that you would be disappointed if you went to Kevin Hart movie and he wasn't Kevin Harting up the joint. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like when you went and saw Razor's Edge. Why is Bill Murray acting like Love this? Love that movie. Uh, that movie's so boring. Maybe if I saw it now as an adult. I think a, you would probably see it with with a, a different yeah. frame of mind. I uh, I kind of tried to watch it as a kid. I mean, 14, 15. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. such a snooze fest. Yeah, see, I loved it. You know the... Uh, but I think that's probably... I was older. Yeah. I still am. But. You were... <laughs> what were you, probably in your 20s when you watched it or something? Well, or almost... I, yeah. Well, presuming you watch it at the same time, yeah. I mean, obviously. No, you're like uh, I what, was three years older than me. I was probably yeah. He's in my twice. It was it was something that resonated at the yeah. time, so I was like, mm. that's probably a big difference. Do you know this? And maybe you do because you know a lot about film stuff. The eulogy that he gives in there, the movie. Yes. Do you know what that's from? Yes. That so he gives a jump. Uh, so Bill Murray gives a eulogy of somebody in the film, and he says something to the effect of like, "This guy was a total jerk." Fat. Fat, slob. fat slob. Nobody loved him, and we're all glad that he's dead. Something, he will not be missed. He, he will not be missed. Yeah, and uh, and that's actually the eulogy that Bill Murray gave for John Belushi. Oh wow! Yeah. So I've never been able to find out more about that. Do you know? Was that like tongue in cheek? Like they gave each other, like like you know how when guys see each other, hey yeah. asshole, what yeah. you know, or did he really just mad at the dude? Uh, was there supposed to be beef I mean, between in, them? In, within the movie? In real life. Oh, when in real he life? that for I, Belushi. Um, no, I think that was t- tongue in I think it was just his way. I yeah. can't imagine you showing up to someone's funeral and actually giving... I could kind of maybe see yeah. Bill Murray doing that. Yeah. Right. He's, he's different. I know, know I know he is, but yeah. I just mean like as far as like taste, uh, just like g- in good taste, like right. I feel like people would be like, okay, dude, like this yeah. is the guy's funeral. Well, I mean, he lives... He seems to be living his life in uh, the way of, uh, of someone who doesn't really all right go don't, doesn't need to be loved yeah that's true it's very liberating <laughs> not worrying about like, what people think yeah. right it can but yeah yeah hmm. i i subscribe to it heartily <laughs> <laughs> so note to self don't let dan give my eulogy <laughs> Even though I'm oh, younger, we all know he's going to out- <laughs> Even though I'm younger, we all know he's going to outlive me. <laughs> oh, so but anyway, back so back to Jumanji. Uh, yeah, amazing That's success crazy. of that movie. Number one week after week and making seven hundred. Do you think um, the reason now we have a date for Guardians three is that Vin Diesel's probably like poking James Gunn to like throw something out there about Guardians uh, just to like to try to <laughs> knock the rock off the feet? Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 man, hey, bud. 
Uh, I you know when uh, I say that I, I'm trying to think of how he would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that guy has to walk. I mean you know as cute as it is, like he's got to walk around with a rock in his shoe, like everywhere he goes. It's like he started that franchise, he made all that money, you know, with that, and then the rock comes on board and just does everything better. It's yeah. like he's just got to be so mad. <laughs> I mean, the rock is the only reason I even like partially. And uh, briefly considered watching any of them, <laughs> <laughs> almost. Yeah, almost. Just, just, yeah. I was like, oh, eh. <laughs> yeah. Once, once you accept, once they find their footing and accept what they are, like in the middle, it was very messy because you know, obviously, not to get into it, but it started as street racing and now they're superhero movies. So in the middle, when it tried to still be like a, we're just regular, you know, street racers <laughs> doing these, you know, and they would be ridiculous. It's like now, come on. But now that they own it and they have submarines and airplanes and just like cars dropping out of, you know, with parachutes and like right. now that it is a superhero movie and, and it's like they own it and embrace it, it's great because you're watching it knowing that they're not taking themselves seriously. We did a Fast and Furious Transformers crossover. Well, once eight, nine, and ten, which I believe are greenlit, once eight, nine, and ten are done, and it's a couple of years, and they aren't making a billion dollars every year, I bet you they'll find some way. And when Transformers finally fizzles out, well, the last one definitely—I mean, it still made money, yeah. But I think they definitely feel like it underperformed compared to the previous yeah. two. Yeah, the crossovers so. will be coming. Mm-hmm. So coming in at number two is Twelve Strong with fifteen million dollars. Uh, that is, it was opening weekend for that film. Uh, that's the Chris Hemsworth film, and uh, I do not have a budget on that. Nothing overseas yet. So did anyone see it? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, how was it? Um, it was okay. okay. I, I, uh, um, as we've talked about in the past, for some reason Hollywood has decided this is the time of year to release. A military movie? Yeah. Was it because of American Sniper? Was that a- actually no? It's Lone Survivor that Lone kicked Survivor. that off. That's so right. okay. last year at this time we got we got Thirteen Hours, which was the mm-hmm. Benghazi movie, which was good, which was good. That was, yeah, that was Michael Bay and a surprisingly good movie. Yeah, and then the year before that we got American Sniper, which was just a beast. I mean that movie ended up making like three hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that was okay. a juggernaut, and then um and was really good. And sure, fake baby, fake baby. Not. That Ameri- was the only thing about it. America was- loves fake babies, um, <laughs> and then uh, almost as much as we love fake news, mm-hmm. right? And then the year before that, the one that started it all was Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg, which I think everybody was like, "It's coming out in January. Who cares? It's going to like you know make yeah. you know thirty million dollars and then go away." Yeah, and it just kept chugging along, you know, yeah. and uh, um, and so now we seem to get one of these every year, and. So this one was, this is about the horse soldiers. Yeah, I'm glad. So when they originally showed the trailer, they had a subtitle on it that was about a mile long. Like they needed another screen. You had to go to the next theater to keep reading the subtitle. It's like the the recently declassified story of the horse soldiers. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so now, like when they promote it, they're just like 12 strong. Like, I mean, I think it's in there somewhere, but they still are just like 12 strong. Yeah, so, uh, and it's about a guy group of guys that i think they're green beret sorry like i don't know my military stuff right. i'm just gonna own it so if i'm oh, wrong, you're not a military man i apologize uh, you don't want me in the military <laughs> there's uh when they have don't ask don't tell and then don't tom like they <laughs> like if i was yeah. in the military i would be getting people killed he keeps singing show tunes in the shower right like they they don't <laughs> He's want making me. us uncomfortable and so uh um but so these guys are going into Afghanistan very shortly after nine eleven. Like 
it's October and they're in. So this is pretty modern. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, okay, these guys are riding horses. What time period is this? Right. It's because, like, that's how you got around in Afghanistan. Like, they, you know, they always talk about how the generals prepare to fight the last war. Nobody was anticipating fighting a war in Afghanistan. And so these guys go in there and they're like, well, here's how we get over the mountains. We ride horses. And none of them knew how to ride. The one, they, he's, at one point he's asking, like, he's like, okay, who knows how to ride? Who's ever ridden a horse? And the one guy was like, well, one time at summer camp. And he's like, okay. You're in. <laughs> mm. And so their job was to go in and, and, you know, destroy the Taliban and take the city of Mazari Sharif. First off, I pronounced that right. I mm-hmm. think I deserve some credit for yeah. that. I, should and we just stop recording now? We should. Like, that's so thanks all for you get in. for this episode. Who was incredible in Dr. Zhivago? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was his brother. But uh, and so I just felt like uh, I felt the the battle scenes kind of lacked some direction. I felt like I never really understood in each battle scene what the mission was other than to kill a bunch of Taliban. Mm-hmm. Who and directed so, this? Uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, I will tell you right now, as soon as I am done clicking on the IMDb. So 12 Strong was directed by, drumroll please. Oh, well, Nikolai Fugues. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Known for other fine films is... Eleven strong. <laughs> he has two directing credits, oh. one including Twelve Strong. His first film was the also twenty seventeen film. Well, I guess last year it was last year. Yeah. X Phil. X Phil. Yeah. So, like you were formerly oh. Phil. It's a sci fi. Gotcha. Uh, and has two actors on the <clears throat> cast. So small oh. production. Gotcha. So, um, I just felt like, like I said, I never really understood like what the goal was right. in their battle scenes, and so it was. But uh, but overall, it, it you know yeah. it was it was enjoyable for what it was. But I think of the four war movies we've gotten in this time of year, I think it's probably the weakest. Hmm. But um, I was but it's not bad. He was fine. He was good. <clears throat> yeah, nice. Well, twelve strong. So fourth place out of those. Yes. Good All right. Well, moving on to number three, the movie of the week, Den of Thieves, brought in an estimated 15.1. So it's right now it's tied with 12 strong with the estimates. So either one mm. could you know come out of ahead. But as of right now, we'll put it at number three. Uh, it is, uh, I don't know if it's opened overseas. No, it hasn't opened overseas yet or anything. So 15 million. Uh, we'll get into that one next episode. But I would point out it's on 600 fewer screens. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Interesting. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Den of Thieves opened on about 2,400 compared to 12 Strong's 3,000. So they're coming out in droves. I yeah. honestly didn't know anything about Den of Thieves. And then I started to read like the synopsis when we said we were going to review this. And I was like, oh, uh, Gerard Bartler or something. And I just quit reading <laughs> it. Because uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to just gonna take it for what it is. See it. Same yeah. here. I had no idea what it was about. Not even uh, a bank or anything right. involved. No idea. I just, that was it. And it wasn't. Like I don't have a, a hatred. I don't know what's going on with Gerard Butler's career. Uh, that makes two of you. <laughs> so I don't have a hatred like, for him either. I mean, people. It's just like Clive Owen. It's like I don't. Yeah. You, although he's, I think he's just transitioned to TV more. But um, you know, they're, they're two guys where I'm like, that's weird. They were so like up there. They it's, had a moment. 
Yeah. I had a moment. It's funny that you mentioned that because I don't know if it's because they were around and big in the same time period or if they're similar, but yesterday I made the exact same comparison with my wife. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, Gerard Butler's like not Clive Owen, but like, you know, mm-hmm. something like I made the exact comparison with them. Like you just don't see them in their big roles like they right. used to anymore. Yeah. And so I, you know, I think of the same thing and yeah, he, Gerard Butler's done some stinkers, but you know, he's also been in some good roles as yeah. well. So like, I, I don't hate the guy at all. I, I don't know. A lot of people just automatically lump him like, oh, Gerard Butler. Yeah. I would yeah. put him and um, Sean Bean and Clive Owen all in a movie. There you like go. Like all those guys all at the same time. Yeah. But, but Sean Bean lives. Ooh, that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the twist. That's yeah. the twist. I, there was a time with Clive Owen. I was like, I really was hoping he was going to be the next James Bond. I'm like, oh, he's yeah. perfect. Well, he made that movie where he was kind of like a poor man's Bond. Yes. What was that called? Uh, Sleep When I'm Dead? No, there was the one where there was the big shootout in the Guggenheim. I know what you're talking about. I can't even remember anymore. I'm, think, I, I'm thinking about Shoot Him Up, which was uh, basically Wiley. Uh, it was like Bugs Bunny with Bugs guns. Bunny and yeah. Elmer, yeah. which I love. It's so stupid. but I love, It was a fun movie, though. But it is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's fun that people. The International? Was that a movie? Yes. Yeah, I think that was it. Yes. Yeah, there's a, I, the movie itself is pretty boring, but there's one scene mm-hmm. where they're in a shootout in the Guggenheim, and it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's worth watching. Or go find that scene and then bail, but like that's I was just like all of a sudden the movie comes to life and like sometimes I get the feeling that like the directors they want to shoot one scene and then they build the movie around <laughs> yes. it and they're really they not that interested in the rest of the movie but they're really interested in that scene. It's that, all coming down that, to the good shows. Yeah. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. That's what that felt like to me. And every other day on this on the set, people are like, oh god, what do we get to shoot that damn scene so we keep hearing right. about it? <laughs> well, I mean, and and Clive Owen's been in some great films like Children of Men. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. that's uh, a great movie, and, so good. And, and I think especially why I compared it yesterday after this movie was Inside Man. I mean, that was an obvious yeah. connection with the yeah. bank heist going on. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I would love to see more Clive Owen in particular. He's a great actor. Children yeah. of Men is uh, my favorite episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> hmm. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Check that one out. Yeah. Number four, The Post with twelve million dollars. So that is a that has taken a thirty eight percent drop, and it is at forty five million dollars uh, domestic total. So that one is in its second week of wide release, and it has two point five million overseas. So couple news fatigue i think that's just got to be news fatigue for people yeah yeah like they're just like i think it's a like it's a very as i call it an eat your vegetables experience and i don't think the reviews are strong enough to drive people out you know Yeah, yeah i agree i mean i when i first saw the film going into it i'm like oh i'm like i know it's gonna be good it's spielberg it's streep it's hanks like it's gonna be good but i'm like this is gonna be boring and i watched it and i'm like this is fascinating i mean i i loved it i thought it was a great movie but i think the theater going audience when you have movies like jumanji and star wars and den of thieves and all this stuff and it's like you know are we are they gonna go sit and watch the post right it's not escapism yeah it's just it's a it's a it's an education it's really good right but you're learning about these events and and uh, i don't know that people want to hear that especially like you said and i think also like them well and i also think for a lot of like for the people that are familiar with the Pentagon Papers, they probably feel like they already know the story. Mm-hmm. And the people that aren't familiar with the Pentagon Papers, I don't know that they're well, quite well known enough historically right. for people to be like, oh, I need to see this. They're kind of like, what is that? And I didn't. And But, you know, as a film buff, like, I mean, and, and you know, I, of course, wanted to see this movie and I didn't know the story. So that's why I think I found it right. so fascinating. Yeah. Like, this is crazy that this happened. And I didn't know about the Washington Post. I didn't mm-hmm. know about... 
any of that. So this was all new to me. And and so the performances, the writing, uh, you know, it was, it was really, really good. So I would highly recommend it if you're a film person, uh, and especially if you don't know the story, it is, you know, fascinating, but you're not going to, you know, it's, it's not, you're not going for a fun time at the theater. You're, you know, you're going to get an education and and the history. So a well done one, but it's still a little stayed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So uh, we'll see what happens with that one. It was uh, at first considered a shoo-in for for Oscar buzz, and we're really not hearing much. It's between uh, three billboards, Lady Bird, and uh, Shape of Water right now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of ended up in the same boat that uh, Ron Howard's Frost Nixon ended up in. Yes, Um, where everybody thought, "Oh man, slam dunk, cakewalk," and then it came out, and people were just kind of like, "Eh," which I don't get. I thought I loved Frost Nixon. It's it's. I think there's partially the timing that Kevin's talking about. Yeah. And I also think it's the the sort of like it's weird. A lot of the stuff from the seventies is just sort of like it's Vietnam even. It's like now people are just like, Oh yeah, you know. It's yeah. not ambivalence, you know, but it, it there's it's sort of this weird um unintentional complacency right. to to a lot of like groundbreaking major things. And Movies like this help them kind of bring them back up to the surface, but they're just not resonating. Yeah, it has to be just because it's getting further away. Like you guys grew up remembering things about it, and you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just the fact is, like Joe and I didn't, you know, and so so obviously we know of it, but we don't know all the little details and the scandal and and the atmosphere and as much about it. So to us, it just seems more foreign. And to even Mm -hmm. younger kids who are the theater going audience, you know, are part of it now. It's like they're just not in tune with anything about it, and so what is this about? Huh? What you know and. And I think subject matter. I mean, it's like the reason Spotlight, I think, worked so well, which we kind of talked about last week, is because it's so stomach-churning. Right. It doesn't really have a shelf life, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter when that really happened because it's still vile. Yeah. And people still have a, you know. probably still happening. And still (laughs) happening. And they have a reaction to it. Yeah, and that's uh, been this the, doesn't have that kind of reaction. Yeah, the the spotlight stuff's been in the news as of you know few few yeah, years. It's right. been really prevalent. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's still alive. Not that that's a good thing, but just mm-hmm. that's the connection with the subject matter. Yeah, well, ongoing. Exactly. So that's number four. Number five, the greatest showman. Uh, is that? Oh yeah, sorry, I was looking at the other page. But yes, number five, the greatest showman with eleven point four million, a nine percent drop in week five. Like. <laughs> Just, what what an amazing uh, story it, it is and and uh, I will tell you so I interviewed the choreographer his name is Ashley Wallen uh, he's Australian like Hugh Jackman okay and, and the director actually so all all three of those guys are Australian but uh, go read it on reviewstl.com uh, if you loved the movie if you liked the movie you know I should say um, he just gives me some inside detail about how different things went down and how they filmed it and and all that so it's really interesting um, but yeah great guy uh, you know he uh, he started off doing uh, he was in Phantom of the opera and moulin rouge as a dancer okay in the movies and then he started doing stuff for kylie minogue then he choreographed something for oprah and the black eyed peas for like one of her specials and uh yeah so just from doing music videos he met the director and then was able to do this film and and uh, he's really good like I, did, did either of you guys eventually did he do the the flash mob for oprah he did he did the Black Eyed Peas. That's pretty mom. impressive. If you ever get to see that, I mean, I was wondering. Was I was like, Chicago. what did Oprah do? A they did a. Fl- they basically flash mobbed Oprah. Okay. Yeah. 
And, it was huge, and it was it was it was actually very impressive. Hmm. Yeah, he. I mean, he's good. That's what this guy is talented. Uh, you know, as far as some choreographers, you know, they do smaller stuff, or yeah, that dance looks kind of cool, or whatever. But like, he's done some large scale stuff, mm-hmm. and so for the Greatest Showman, they actually did. I don't know if you guys saw it a live commercial, which was they performed. It was the only thing good about a Christmas story live. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so they did a live commercial where they did one of the songs, but with huge sets and stunts and circus performers. They did a live commercial by doing. I think the greatest show uh song from the film and so of course he choreographed that and he was there he said it was you know nerve-wracking yeah but uh this is the first time that anything like uh, a musical has done a live commercial yeah. like that and so he put that on so the guy has a knack for choreographing huge you know set pieces right and uh this movie when you see it i mean there is so much going on with i mean you're talking about 20 25 people in the ring and people doing acrobatics uh, it's a lot of people to keep track of and it's not just dancers it's you know half dancers half circus um so yeah very talented guy go check that out uh but the greatest showman such an amazing story with the box office again nine percent drop in week five 11 and i think point- last we get dropped two yeah, 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 and I if it was either last week or the week before, it was like a 1% drop. Right. So, I mean, it, it's amazing. Uh, again, I'll, I'll just reiterate, the first week it came out and I saw it, I loved it, and I was like, oh, no, when I saw the box office, it was at $20 million on an $84 million budget week one. 20 out of 80. I'm like, oh, no. Right now, with that 11.4, it is up to 113.8 domestic, and then overseas, another 103. So it's over $200 million on an 84. Well, I wouldn't have thought it would have done that well overseas. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I guess it's just one of those things that because of the performances and you know the the, the all the stunts, right. with the circus stuff, and and music. I guess music, even though it's in English, but still, I guess the music translates. And yeah, um, yeah, doing doing phenomenal. So congratulations to those guys. And again, just as a fan of musicals, I'm excited to see more original musicals like La La Land, Grey Showman. Hopefully, in 2018, we get something else. I don't know what it is. If there's anything already in production, but. I think they're converting. Uh, three billboards to a musical oh are they yeah. that's perfect yeah. is Francis McDormand gonna be in it yeah it'll be great great awesome just kicking people in the nards <laughs> perfect to the beat that exactly so coming in at number six Paddington 2 uh, with an 8.3 million dollar weekend is only a 25% drop and that brings it to 25 million dollars domestic 150 million overseas they love their marmalade they, over there. Yes, they do. So that one is about $175 million on an undisclosed budget, uh, but I heard it's just delightful. I think it's still at 100%. Is it like, isn't it like officially the best-reviewed movie on Rotten Tomatoes now? It was. I was going to say, I, I haven't checked it. I'm just clicking on Rotten Tomatoes now, um, see if it's still up there. Uh, yes, Paddington 2 is still at 100%, and it is the best-reviewed movie of all time. It has 168 reviews, 100% positive. So That's uh, crazy. That beats out Toy Story 2 had like maybe 138 or 140-ish reviews. Armon White screwed it up? No, he screwed up three. <laughs> or someone screwed, he screwed up three. three. Two is still yeah. at 100, but has less reviews. So gotcha. Paddington 2 now. Um, but Brad Hyen, uh, caricature uh, purchaser for the show. Yes. Official. <laughs> official. Uh, he, uh, he loves it. Uh, he loved the first one he said the second is just so delightful he says that the uh, train scene in paddington 2 is better than the entire commuter so <laughs> just a little uh he reviewed that one as well and so i don't know if that's just because of his immense love for paddington or maybe he didn't care for commuter so much but either way uh go see it well i he so brad hyan i, I know he doesn't want us to talk about this but i'm just going to put it out there on front street so he doesn't like liam neeson because few years back 
he abducted his daughter and <laughs> Liam Neeson came after him <laughs> and it did not end well for Brad Hyens. So I didn't think we were going to talk. Yeah, about that. I, but I just like I don't think but it it's, makes more sense. I don't yeah. think it's fair. I the review SEL has a certain journalistic standard and I don't think it's fair for people to read Brad Hyens review of the commuter not knowing that one time Brad Hyens abducted <laughs> Liam Neeson's daughter. Well, the worst part is uh, Brad. I mean, I think he's come around to admitting this is that he's gone back to that well like two more times. I know, like it's, <laughs> it's like, like you <laughs> might just want to lay off his family, right? Just like let it go. Yeah, we like we keep doing it. It's the second time it was even kind of like Brad again. Yeah, but then the third time it was like now nah, you just there's just silly. There's just no like, excuse I, I, for it. I can't even follow your motivations there's anymore. No excuse for it whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, did he is he the one that stole the brakes off the train too? Yeah. Well, the. Remember he went to Disney with was it him that went to Disney with his woman not too long ago? Yeah. And uh yeah. so it's very it was so Liam Neeson happened to be on the plane. <laughs> and I don't I don't even know if we should go into it yeah. from there. But uh it was it was an unfortunate set of circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I mean Southwest they've got they've got a really good on time record going on. Right. And and you'd think Brad would be okay with that. Yeah. Because it was nonstop. It was going. Yeah. Like, fast. Gonna be there, but Brad's. I don't know. He was free to his move issues. about the country. His issues. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't believe. I think after that, Brad stopped going on the same mode of transportation well, as Liam. There's a. He's got a restraining order. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So he was not on the commuter train. You, you, you heard TROs, right? Sure. Yeah, he's got a PRO. Okay. Yeah, permanent restraining <laughs> order. Yeah. So, well, they couldn't even be on the same like the same ride at the same time. Right. Yeah. To Disney. Oh, that's how. Enforceable this is Yeah Liam probably can't ride All the rides He's tall There's probably You know <laughs> oh, Billy space. Corgan ri- Can ride him So yeah. have I was just gonna say Space tall? Have you seen He's yeah. Yeah. very tall But have you seen A picture of him, Billy Corgan Like he's on the I, Thunder uh, Railroad and He's just like <laughs> he's So just, sad He just looks so miserable uh, It's like Well That ride's actually Pretty fun Billy yeah. William I, Sorry I'm sure those spaces, like Space Mountain, I'm sure you're a little further away than you seem, but those tracks are pretty tight. Like, yeah. you feel like you're like, oh, hold on, you know, duck down a little yeah. bit. They seem fine to me. <laughs> Never noticed that. <laughs> um, coming in at halfway through the podcast is Joe Batista. Hey. Oh, hey. Joe. Hi. Hi. Hello. Welcome. He's Thank down you. 80% from last week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about Superman's red trunks yet? No, but no. we did talk oh. about you. Uh, perfect. A Great. few times. <laughs> We've had some... Outstanding. Shout-outs. Welcome to our guest, yeah. Joe. So I was gonna Zane. actually wait, I was gonna wait until the next show and come in and be like, no, I'm gonna go at the end, it's fine. Like, I'll, be, I'll be the guest on that one. So uh yeah, we don't have time to get into Superman's choice of underwear, but yeah, not his choice. That's uh <laughs> like I said. Coming in at number seven, the commuter, speaking of the movie of last yeah. week, uh it came in at six point nine million, uh that's a fifty percent drop. It is now at twenty five million dollars, similar to Paddington two. Uh but I don't think it has the overseas take. It only has Or 10... the reviews. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Over two. Uh it has ten million overseas, so not quite the hundred and fifty. Fifty of Paddington. Uh, so uh, yeah, do with that. What, you what was the budget on it? Did it say? Uh, let's see. I don't think no. And okay. NA on that one. So. It couldn't have been mm. a lot. I bet Liam got a good. That's ten, probably true. Ten or he, so. The only that. one. I mean, yeah. she was what? She was in it for ten minutes. Yeah. We were every, and her and Patrick her and Patrick Wilson, Wilson have to split a really nice steak dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they get. 
foot rubbing a bomb pop. She she literally phoned it in. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I, you know what I think it is? Is they're like filming The Conjuring 3 and they have to take a train to get from location to location. I don't think that because that's his baby. That's, that's, uh, that's James Wan's baby. And I don't think he'll let anybody else touch those. And he's off doing big budget stuff. Like Aquaman? Yeah. Is that what? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, commuter not faring too well, but go listen to the episode. Number eight, Star Wars The Last Jedi, still hanging around in week six with 6.8 million. It's a 43% drop, only 600 million domestic. So I think they're canceling that franchise now, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so sorry for actual fans of that. Another almost 700 million overseas. So yeah, 1.2 billion. Just not going to cut it. Yeah, that's That'll not good teach enough. those cucks. <laughs> I, am, oh, I am so over hearing how this is a failure <laughs> yeah like what is your definition justice league is a failure i'd like to fail yeah. like that one yeah time. no kidding yeah, right? just once That's how, and i'll never try again i know disney like when they go to the bank <laughs> with the what with the 1.6 billion dollar check whatever and they're like <laughs> <laughs> depositing it the can, I get, can i get a lot of five so it feels like more money <laughs> you know i'm i'm really glad there's the distance between the movie that it's you know a month out now because I mean, I know there's still rumblings out there, but for the most part, it's not there. Like, I got so sick of talking about the movie, thinking about the movie. Like, I mean, it was fun while it lasted, but it was ridiculous with, I mean, every article, every tweet was, a, you know, either, you know, hate it or I these people it. hate it. I muted it on Twitter. But yeah, I, like, I, I, I was tired of looking at I it. I should have, yeah. and I didn't, but it was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even talk. When people messaged me, hey, how was it? I'm like, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was interesting. Someone on, on Twitter uh, said something like, uh, it was just recently they said something like, um, you know, for all these people that are still hashtagging me that, you know, that the movie was bad or whatever. They're like, the movie's a month gone. Like, just move on. And I saw Ryan Johnson liked it. The reason <laughs> I saw it was because jo- Ryan yeah. Johnson liked this tweet. And it's like, come on, guys. The movie's a month out. If you didn't like it, fine. But, like, let's get over right. it. Don't what, worry. There's plenty of stuff to do. Did you, did you see, I uh, happen to see on Twitter, uh, Ryan Johnson had, like, a serious, his dramatic. <laughs> it was epic. I was yeah. like. That the was, bookshelf, yeah, and then moved yeah. closer. Like he did, like a very cinematic response. Yeah. That was, you know, it wasn't even passive aggressive, but it was like, well done. It was yeah. so. I. It's funny. I actually retweeted one of his lines from that, and I just wanted to find it. It's really funny. Go look on Twitter for the actual thing. And this is a guy who at celebrate. You know, it's so funny. That, like everybody turned on this guy. This guy is absolute like yep. of the fandom. He is an amazing Uber fan. Well, it's also that's that's. That's fan. That's yeah. quote unquote fandom. Is like yeah. as soon as you don't do something, let the fans expected expected or that the fans disagree with, you're automatically yeah. a pariah. So yeah. at celebration, the last hour celebration, I had uh, a friend who was there. He talked, you know. So everybody was waiting for the trailer. So there was the overnight. Right. He came in and went through the aisle of the people waiting to watch the trailer the next day yeah. and talk to every single fan. How do wow. you, how can you be mad at a guy like Four that? Four yeah. and a half hours he spent in that room going through the, you know, like the corral. He didn't like go on the outskirts and go, hey, everybody, thanks, and like do, you know, shake a couple hands. Right. No, he literally went into the aisles, which is, from a security standpoint, yeah. now, would he could not good. Not good. But at the time, it was like, he went through the aisle, talked to every single person. It's like, you know. I just watched a documentary on... 30th anniversary of Halloween and they mm-hmm. did like a convention and it was the first time that Jamie Lee had come back to do a convention yeah uh, and these people signed up for like a special VIP meet and greet and she didn't cap it 
she was just like, wow. "You bring up as much if you ca- if you can carry mm-hmm. it, I'll sign it. Yeah. I don't care what it like." And her hand, awesome. her handler, quote unquote handler, was like, "Uh, uh we've yeah. been here for four hours," and she's like, "Yeah, we're not done yet." Yeah. Like, <laughs> was like, "I have to poop." Yeah, and she was just like, "No, I'll be, I'm gonna." She's like, "She would go pee." And then come right back. Yeah. And just keep signing and talking. <laughs> Hopefully you wash your hands. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe well, some people would be That's the that. real horror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's stuff like that that's like, that's all yeah. right, right on. That's awesome. And so I found the tweet. If you want to go look at the whole string of them, it's from January uh, 19th. So go look at Ryan Johnson's feed. But he found this entry in the book where it says, it talks about a doppelganger. And it, it says, uh, it's called a Simil Futaris. The, 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 the book is like a, a Star Wars EU like. Yeah. Kind of like their like role playing game type thing. No, right? no, no. no. It, oh. It's just not canon anymore. It's right. the uh, extended universe. We're right, but what was the book? Wasn't it like kind of oh, like the Jedi Path? It, yeah, is the it, Jedi Path? It was a. It's a, a real book, but it's like they decanonized like a, it when Disney. Bought no, it. Yeah. I, I get that it's a real book, but like, but what? But the book wasn't it kind of like a like to play like a role playing no. version? Oh, I thought it no. Wasn't. It's like a real like it was part of it's, the the old yeah. extended universe. Right. Yeah, exactly. they had a. a yeah, there was like a, a series of books that came out, and he has it in three volumes set. And one gotcha. is about the Sith, and and yeah. then there's the Jedi Path, and there's another one. And uh, but I and I think elements of that played into did this. you know like most of the the of that stuff is gone, right? Um, but they have been bringing they, some of it back, yeah. some of it. Yeah. Yeah. But you can. But when you're the new creative, you can pick and choose whatever you want. They and, pick and what it, will work with it, what they want to do. Right. Exactly. So like, even if it wasn't true for back then, yeah. like you make it true when you write your version. Well, I don't think anybody. And a lot of people got very upset about that. Cause I think because they invested so much time <laughs> and all those. Yeah. Well, but it's also, like you know what? They also killed Chewbacca back then. So yeah. screw that. Yeah. Well, they also Luke went dark. Yeah, Luke goes to the dark side in those yeah, books. Yeah, so lame. But, yeah. Regar- but regardless, it's like those books also kept Star Wars alive they in did. between all they these. Did. I honestly think it was, I know I've said, it's Dark Horse. Like Dark Horse, mm-hmm. was, Dark Horse was putting out comics mm-hmm. that was not Luke, Leia, Han. It wasn't yeah. any of that stuff. It was Knights of the uh, Old Republic. They had all these different yeah. series, and that kept but it. But you're a comic guy. Like, you know, right. if you were one of these. Star, bo- Star Wars guys and comic guys. Same guys. There's a lot well, of crossover. Yeah, there's a lot right. of crossover. That Venn diagram. <laughs> but they. But they uh, what I mean is that. But you're a comic guy. I bet the Star Wars book reader guys would argue that their books kept the things alive. Oh, that's probably know? true. I'm yeah. just, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, like, I hear you. I hear you. You're I saying, you. oh, because you know the comics and they were huge. But like right. these books, there were you could fill up five mm-hmm. bookcases sure, of the books. Sure. You know. But anyway, so this good with the comics too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Hey, those are thinner. It's harder. And you could still fill. Oh boy. I mean, I stopped collecting because at first I was like, oh, I'll get all the Star Wars. And then nope. there were so many. I was like, I'm out. Yep. Yeah. There was yeah. no main book. Yeah. Like it was all different stuff. Yeah. yeah. But this entry in the book says that this doppelganger ability permits a Jedi to create a short lived duplicate of himself or herself or an external object that's visually indistinguishable from the real item. Those who have perfected the ability can create phantom projections of any person of their choosing or trick the enemy into seeing objects such as droids, more objects than are actually present. So he Here- pulled. Go ahead. Well, he pulled from that, and then so the the thing that I absolutely loved, uh, just his response to this, someone on Twitter quoted that excerpt from the book and says, anything in there on Mary Poppins' Leia? Thanks, asking for a friend. And he, he just goes on to say, I never understood the problem with that. Can you articulate it? Is it she shouldn't be able to use the force? And it goes on for a couple comments. And then someone says, thanks for the response. I thought about it, but I also thought about what kind of physical torment there would be in a cold vacuum of space. How could she focus to do so much with little training? And in the next comment, he replies, "Cause she's a badass motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, that's all he says. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I I'm like, 
That is fantastic. So I got to. Here's give the other thing: is people forget is we didn't see Force Lightning until the third movie. So like, True. there's all kinds of powers yeah, that yeah. we have never seen. I, like the, it's that's the that that was my point to that. I was just like, well, we've never seen that before. I was like, well, you didn't look see... when we finally saw R two D two fly. Right. Like that's you yeah. didn't see any of those powers until the. Th- I still have more issue with that. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. R two D two flying. Yes. <laughs> yes, because it's because they're it's in the prequels. Right. And it bothers me because it it's like he doesn't do it. He in didn't the other fly ones. Right. Other ones yeah. You know, because Lando's got to be like, oh, hold on, I got to pick up the those robots stuck in the sand <laughs> with the magnetic robots. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh man, that still cheeses me off. Well, that wasn't Lando. I think my biggest problem with Leia is less that she could do it is. I didn't like how it looked. It's the look. It, it looked bad. I a hundred percent. It's I, not that she has force powers. No, it's, we, it looked we know really she has cheesy. force powers. Yeah. Like it's it's it, they may be she not as she had them in the second movie. Yeah, not as pronounced as Luke. But, but people we know aren't. That she has them. People aren't arguing that. Right. The people that are arguing are saying like, yeah, she is force sensitive, but we've never seen her use it. And now all of a sudden, she can master flying. Like yeah. there are arguments that she didn't have training. But the whole point is like, I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. You'd be it's, surprised what you can do. When you don't have a choice. Yep. Yeah. When that's true, it's, too. That's the, you hear stories like that all the time yeah. Yeah. of moms lifting cars to mm-hmm. save their children. Yeah. Like but, in the opening you know. credits of The Incredible Hulk. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There you go. So glad we're not talking about Star that Wars show. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he, they had to find a reason for him to get really angry every episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you might want to just, just, I don't know. Nope. Yoga. We, got, we, got, we got a budget. <laughs> all we I got to say gonna Hulk out, damn it. is in the, in the new MCU... <laughs> I really hope that uh, Banner doesn't have a Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time, it <laughs> every time it's on a Twitter. <laughs> 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 so I have to go to the forest and read Twitter. I'll the be right Hulk's back. The Hulk's got a big butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we know his secret. He's always Body, angry. He's always angry. He's always angry now. People on Twitter are, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> mm. Coming in at number nine. Superman's red shorts. No. <laughs> Coming in at number nine, Insidious, The Last Key, with $5.7 million. That is up to $58 million domestic on its $10 million budget, $44 million overseas. So. That's a hell of, like, that's, well, horror movies transfer well overseas. Like, that's, you know. I, I mean, that's another, is that, that Bloomhouse again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100 on a 10. It's making money, ain't it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's in, what, two weeks, three weeks, $100 million on a $10 million. Yeah, so you can't argue with that. And rounding up the top 10 is Proud Mary with $3.4 million, a 66% drop. That is now at $16.6 million domestic, 77000 overseas. It's a weird number. <laughs> uh, on a $14 million budget. Would you say that Proud Mary has kept on burning? Uh, that, barely. It's definitely not rolling, yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> barely. It's almost out of the top 10. What was, so. what was her song from Thunderdome? We don't need another hero. Yeah, that's what it was. You're just a raggedy man. <laughs> what a terrible movie that is. It's not as terrible as you... If you revisit it... No. It's not that terrible. Is that Mad Max it's 3? Actually not, yeah. yeah, it's the third yeah. one. Yeah. It's, it's got some weird um, shifts, but it's okay. actually not terrible. I just rewatched it. I was like, this is not as bad as I used to think it starring, was. Starring not Gerard Butler. <laughs> I'm just saying. Better than you think. And and honestly, that movie just is all about the, the final yeah. chase. Yeah. That's a given. It's all about the shootout at the Guggenheim. Yes, it is. <laughs> you would get that, Joe, if you'd been yeah. here. Sorry. Ooh. Zing. Yeah. I'm I was dealing with work stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess that's it for this episode. Let's uh, go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. Uh, this is Dan. You can find me on Twitter at DanGrady67, G-R-A-N-E-Y. This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at JoeButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you would like to continue the conversation online, you can find us at Facebook.com slash RealSpoilers. While you're there, join the League of Show Sharers. And don't forget, we're available on iTunes. Go there, rate, review, subscribe. So that is it for this episode. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle Den of Thieves, starring Gerard Butter. Um, <laughs> and on this one, what's that? You got himself in pretty good shape for this. Better guess, shape than I've seen him in a long time. Yeah, I guess one yeah. person's bloated as another's bulked up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one, that's one thing. <laughs> I, I, wait, hold on, Tom. <laughs> that's, that's one thing I didn't understand because a lot of people were like, oh, he gained all this weight for this movie or whatever, and I expect him to be looking terrible. And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, I wish I looked like Gerard Butler in this movie. where you are in your, uh, your Gerard Butler dub, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you could say he lost a lot of weight yep. yeah. Yeah. for this, for this movie. So, so anyway, that is what we will be talking about on the next episode. So until then, you've been warned. Night unfurls its splendor, grasp it, sense it, tremulous and tender. Turn your face away from the garish light of day. Turn your thoughts away from cold, unfeeling light, and listen. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.